What's going on, people? It's your boy, Kalechi, back with another episode of the Rambling Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are taking care of yourselves. And first of all, before we get into anything today, congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks, who are now NBA champions. This is the first title for Milwaukee in over 50 years. Actually, it was the first time that they've been to the finals in 50 years. They came back to the finals in 50 years and won it. Shout out to Giannis. That boy dropped 50 points, 14 rebounds, and had five blocks. My dude was everywhere on the court. As a matter of fact, during the series, he had a back-to-back 40-point game. He averaged about 35 points for the series. He was doing it all. He was doing it big. He did such an awesome goal. It was so nice to watch that playoffs. It was such a good good game shout out to the Suns unfortunately for the boys CP3 he didn't win because you know Giannis is a beast and we excited to have Giannis win this championship man it's good for somebody like if you hear Giannis talk if you see him on interviews he's one of the most he seems to be one of the most down-to-earth people out there like the way he talks and the way he just carries himself so I'm so glad that he won this championship like he deserves it he's also one of those players that doesn't get a whole lot of love from his uh from a lot of people in his contemporaries that's the word i'm looking for from his contemporaries and other competitors he doesn't get a whole lot of love but now he's finally a champion they don't have any choice you gotta crown that man crown that man because he is now a champion shout out to Giannis and shout out to being a complete and utter beast during these nba finals anyway i didn't think i'll have to talk about this again but apparently I'm going to have to talk about it. We're starting to see an uptick in cases of the Rony Rona with numbers increasing about 70% from the week prior. The Delta variant is not playing around at all. It is mainly affecting people who have not been vaccinated. So I'll say it again. I've been saying it week over week. If you haven't gotten your vaccine, please maybe find some time and go get that vaccine, man. Like for real, I know some people are scared. I understand that, but... From all the test results and from all the situations and from all the everything that we found so far and every study that they've done so far, it doesn't seem like there's any negative consequences from taking the vaccine and the vaccine actually works very, very well. Now, I don't know. Some people still have other issues that, and that's why they won't take the vaccine. That's understandable. But if you're hale and healthy and there's not really anything to fear in my opinion, but I mean, everybody has their own decision to make, but you know. We're going to keep living with this thing. I don't think the coronavirus is going anywhere. Obviously, the coronavirus is a strand of a flu, but I don't think this COVID is going anywhere anytime soon because people are not going to get vaccinated. I just hope that it doesn't continue to mutate into worse and worse forms is my hope. But, you know, it is what it is. And plus, selfishly, I'm telling y'all to get vaccinated because I really don't want to go back into lockdown. I really don't want to go back to into the same situation that we've been in for a while. I would love, love if everybody would get vaccinated so that way we can all just live out in the open and not be in our caves anymore, which I don't think we're actually going to go back into any kind of lockdown mode. I highly doubt if we'll actually go into any kind of lockdown mode. Mo. But anyway, let's begin this off talking about how once upon a time, people used to say used cars are useless, or if you buy a used car, it depreciates once you drive it off the lot. Mm-mm, that's no longer true. That's no longer true. Used cars are now more expensive than new cars in specific markets. 
And I'm not talking about classic vehicles that, you know, they buy and nobody ever drives and they just let it sit in a garage somewhere because it appreciates over time. Nah, we're not talking about that. We're literally talking about my 2004 Civic can probably be sold for more <laughs> than what I actually bought it for, which is the, which is crazy to hear about like all these different things that are happening right now in the, in the market when it comes to used cars is ridiculous. I'm talking about cars with over a hundred thousand miles can go for over $15,000. The car that I currently have right now, it has 40,000 miles on it. And when I was looking at cars, actually my car was accidented. I fixed it up. But when I was looking at, at cars, the price for a 2017 Honda Accord with 40,000 miles was like 17 to $18,000. $18, so now you're telling me that you can sell a car with over 100,000 miles for $15,000? That is crazy. And a report came out recently, consumer sentiment has turned sour as prices have risen, but consumers continue to spend money. The Consumer Sentiment Index, which is a survey conducted by the University of Michigan, tells us how people are thinking about spending money. It dropped from 85.5 in June to 80.8 in July. This is actually extremely dangerous. And the reason why is I recently listened to a podcast from NPR and they talked about inflation in the 1970s and how it was dealt with it. However, a key takeaway that I took away from that podcast, key takeaway that I took away, what? A key takeaway from that podcast was the reason why inflation kept rising. You see, the problem with inflation is not just about controlling interest rates or or the supply of money. As much as people like to think like, oh, as long as we control interest, interest rates and we, if we keep pumping money, that's what's going to uh, be a problem in the, in the economy. But no, that's not actually the problem with inflation. Like with most, most things when it comes to money, it's more about our psychology. It's more about our mentality. It's more about what we believe. If we believe something is going to happen, yeah, usually we end up fulfilling those prophecies. It's a self-believing prophecy. For example, in the 1970s, when the Fed would come out and say, oh, we have inflation under control, nobody would believe them. And guess what they would do because they didn't believe them. If you think that prices are going to keep going up, guess what you and I are going to do? We're going to rush out and buy all the things that we think that we need to buy as soon as possible, as quickly as possible. And that's what people were doing because as soon as they got paid, they would just go out and buy the stuff that they think is going to go up in prices. Or they will go to their go to their boss and say, hey, because of inflation, I believe I deserve and I, de I deserve a raise. And their boss will be like, okay. And the boss will turn around and charge customers more money because, hey, inflation. And that cycle just keeps going on and on and on. This is why the Fed is so careful, so unbelievably careful about the way that it talks about inflation, about the way that it says inflation is transitory, inflation is temporary, inflation is not permanent, this is just a temporary situation, we have a supply chain issue, we have all these other factors that are playing out, inflation is not, that's why they keep, this is why Jerome Powell is so careful about what he says, because when I was listening to that podcast, I was just like, yo, it's just like anything else when it comes to money, when it comes to our finances, if we understand our psychology of why we're spending more and more money, then we we can handle our personal finance better because we can actually deal with the core issue rather than fixing the 
superficial problems if we deal with actual issues we can actually solve problems and it's the same way it's a lot more mentality it's a lot more to do with our mindsets a lot more to do with the way that we think about things overall and so as long as people keep believing like inflation is around inflation is going to stay around until people believe like oh inflation is no longer a problem then inflation won't be a problem notice for the last what is it like almost 15 almost 15 years the fed has been dealing with stagflation for the longest time we've had no inflation the fed has been trying to get inflation up to two percent for over the last 15 to 10 to 15 years or something like that where it's been below two percent now everybody's freaking out because we've been in this short period of time where we went into the doldrums of the pandemic last year and now we're coming out of the pandemic so all the news headlines because guess what news headlines only sells one thing and that's panic and that's fear because we like to click on fear and panic and unless we understand understand our psychology and understand the way that we think inflation is not going to go anywhere and that is the issue with inflation right now with everybody talking about oh inflation 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 that just continues to put that in the mindset of consumers and this is the dangerous place that we can be in when it comes to thinking about inflation if this is how inflation becomes permanent. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Prophecy. If people keep believing like, oh, the Fed don't have this under control, or if people keep believing like the Fed is lying to us, which is why it's so important, which is why it's so interesting as our belief in all the different organizations, our belief in the in the government and all these things continues to dwindle, a lot of other effects come out of it because at the end of the day, our dollar is worth only how much we believe in the United States government and that's how that works. And so once we start to cycle, as people start getting scared that, oh my God, prices are only gonna go up and they rush out to buy more stuff, that cycle just keeps going on and on. And so uh, producers feel like, okay, yeah, we can uptick prices. They uptick prices. And then, <laughs> and then consumers are like, oh my God, look at prices. Got to go buy it right now because of that cycle. And it just keeps going on and on and on. However, there's one other thing that people aren't talking about that is playing a role as well. People have a lot of money. We talked about it last week or two weeks ago where people have trillions of dollars in savings account, about $2.4 trillion in savings account, which means that people still have money right now to go spend. And so until that money runs out, I don't think we're going to be seeing the end of this anytime soon. But at the same time, I still believe that inflation is very much transitory. I still believe that it will take some time to, for it to come back to normal, but it will definitely come back to normal rates here in the near future. I think probably towards the beginning of next year, when all the supply chain issues gets figured out, we're going to be seeing a lot more normal numbers rather than all this explosive inflation that we've been seeing recently. The one number that none of y'all care about, but I care about was new housing starts. We got information on Tuesday about new housing starts and new building permits. And if you cannot tell from the tone of my voice, those numbers were not very good to look at for some, for anyone out here who's trying to buy a house or anybody out here who's looking to buy a house. These numbers don't help your cause. Again, we go back to supply chain issues. We go back to supply chain. If And the reason why I'm so upset is because housing permits actually declined. Housing permits declined from 1.5 million home permits to just 1 million for single family homes, which means that all these builders are not building more houses. They're not going out here and spending more money on building more houses. And the cost, the average cost of homes Increased to a record $390,000. 
which leads to a lot of people saying, just like myself, no mas, it's all good. We're going to wait on the sideline and eventually we'll get back into this. But as of right now, I don't see anything that can drive prices down anytime soon because supply is not getting a massive uptick as much as people would love to see it get a massive uptick. And now it's time for your earnings update for the week, or actually all the earnings update that I want to share with everybody for this week. Let's begin with IBM, which most people actually don't really care about IBM, but they had a surprising strong earnings result for the last quarter. It's actually their strongest earnings in over three years. In three years, this is the best earnings that they've reported. They surprised everyone with announcing earnings of or revenue of $18.75 billion, which was $400 billion more than was estimated for them to uh, for them to bring in. Then the key aspect of their revenue growth came from, as you guys can probably guess it if it's a tech company, cloud like that's where everything came from if it's a tech company it's cloud computing that's where most of their earnings came from now of course they're behind all the other manufacturers they're behind other cloud providers like microsoft google and amazon but at the same time it's good to see an old dinosaur learning new tricks and actually doing better in their business they also made an acquisition for a company of one for uh an acquisition for 1.75 billion dollars so that was pretty interesting to hear about the only reason that i care about this one is just because it was shocking it was like oh wait a minute ibm huh y'all beat expectations that's unexpected y'all y'all trying to do something new we like to see something new from y'all <laughs> next up we have Netflix, whose news was not as good as IBM. Like, everybody was celebrating IBM, but Netflix, on the other hand, wasn't good news. Subscriber growth actually declined as people start going outside of their home. As we enter into a new post-pandemic period, people are not just staying at home. People are not just trying to watch anything on their TV. They're actually venturing out of their four-wall caves called our homes because guess what we have some freedom now and that is showing up in netflix subscribers number actually they lost 400,000 subscribers in the united states and in canada which is the first time in their history that they've actually lost subscribers across those two uh in the north american area they also added about 1.5 million new subscribers however even though they added 1.5 million new subscribers it's not a whole lot seeing as they already have like 209 million subscribers. It's the lowest output that they've had in the last three years as far as subscriber growth. On the other hand, we had Disney Plus, which has been flying out and doing all the good stuff. Like Disney Plus has been releasing new and new and newer shows. And the pandemic has actually affected Netflix in, in that way too, where they haven't been able to release as many new shows as, as they need to release in order to either keep their subscribers or attract new subscribers. On the other hand, you have Disney Plus where it's released Falcon and Winter Soldier, Wonder Vision. Um, what else have they, have they released? Uh, they've released so many different shows and plus movies that have just came out. For example, what is this movie that I just saw this weekend? Uh, Black Widow. All these different movies have come out and everybody is kind of like, Netflix, you got anything for us? No? Well, I guess I can cancel my Netflix subscription for the time being. And that is really hampering Netflix. However, Netflix never really viewed Disney Plus or Hulu or HBO or any of these other streamers as their competition. Remember, we've talked about it before, where Netflix sees Sleep, Fortnite, YouTube, TikTok, 
Instagram as their true competitors because they believe that anytime that people are not spending watching Netflix is a, is them losing money. It's the way that they've always seen it. So in that vein, Netflix announced that they will be going into gaming. As a matter of fact, the company has said, we view gaming as a new content category for us because gaming has seen massive growth and massive adoption and continues to grow and grow and grow. So this is basically Netflix way of saying like, you're going to spend time on our platform in one shape or another. We gonna get you to spend time on our platform. You gotta sacrifice something else. It ain't gonna be your Netflix subscription. You can sacrifice sleep. You can sacrifice going to see your friends. You can sacrifice all of that stuff, but you gonna be on our platform. But overall, it's not good news right now for Netflix as their subscriber growth begins to plateau. Even though they're still doing well overseas with adding that 1.5 million new customers. It will be interesting to see what happens with Disney Plus as well to see if they also are plateauing as they are as people are starting to go outside as well next up we have chipotle or i like to call them the potle chipotle had great earnings results remember when the ceo came out and was saying some nonsense about the fact that yeah we got to pay our employees 15 dollars an hour and it might hamper our growth apparently not apparently it didn't hamper your growth because y'all still brought in revenues of 1.9 billion dollars so so apparently it didn't hamper your growth that meant that much and even more importantly, same store sales grew 31% in the last quarter, showing that as people venture out of their house, they're actually more willing to sit in and dine in at Chipotle, which continues to be a big aspect of growth for the potle. So all I have to say is I'm still willing to pay, what is it, 4% more for my chicken bowl so that you can actually pay your... um you can pay your employees what they need to be paid. So please don't hit me with that BS of, oh, we have to increase prices. You can pay. You can pay. You can definitely pay. As you've shown us, it's not hampering your growth. People are still going to your store. It didn't stop anybody. So you can definitely increase it a little bit. From there, we move on to Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola is like so glad. Of all the companies we talked about right now, Coca-Cola is the one company that is so happy. Like they are so happy that people are going out, that people are going to baseball games, that people are going to uh, concerts, that people are going to basketball games. We just talked about the fact that uh, Milwaukee won the championship. They had over 65,000 people outside the stadium, not even inside the stadium. Outside the stadium, they had 65,000 people. Coca-Cola was like, thank y'all for coming out your houses. We need y'all to go to more little, little, little league games. We need y'all to just get out of your house. We need y'all don't stay at home mm -mm, mm -mm. don't stay in go outside it feels good outside you should definitely be going outside that's what coca-cola is saying to anybody because one of the largest sources of revenue for coca-cola is actually uh, concert halls um what they call them stadiums and those kind of places that's what coca-cola generates a large some of its revenues and this quarter it actually was able to reach back to 2019 levels of 2019 revenue levels and actually top 2019 revenue le levels they brought in one uh, they brought in 10 billion 10.13 billion dollars beating estimates by 1 billion dollars again it was not expected for growth to be this quickly or for things to open up this quickly and for uh, coca-cola to see some of its reporting or rather some of its revenue come back this quickly so much so that the ceo said Putting it all together, we realize there's a range of possible outcomes when it comes to the pandemic in the second half of the year, given the asynchronous recovery. While we 
over delivered relative to our ex- expectations in the first half and have raised guidance for 2021. We are biased towards a growth mentality and will invest behind this momentum growing, going into the rest of the year for the full year. Coke now expects to deliver organic revenue growth of 12% to 14%. That actually is very hard for a company as large as Coca-Cola to see double digit revenue is very, very hard. But then again, when they're comparing it to what their revenue was last year, and I guess, you know, then they can actually accomplish it. The company also raised its forecast for adjusted earnings per share growth to 13 to 15% up from prior range of high single digits to low single digits. That's big. That's very, very big. It just shows that we are continuing to open up. And as we continue to open up, we'll see more good news from a lot of these companies. This is why whenever people are talking about, oh, we're going to see a stock market crash. It's just like, yo, the business fundamentals for a lot of these businesses are not exactly showing the same thing that people are talking about. This is why you can't pay attention to the noise of everybody. You have to also do your own research to understand what's actually going on around you. And finally, I was going to go ahead and talk about this J&J earnings report, but it's just too complicated, man. Johnson & Johnson's earnings report was way too complicated. They have some lawsuit going on. I just was like, you know what? If y'all want to learn more about it, I'm going to put a link down in the show notes. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll put a link down in the description. By the way, if you go in the show notes or the description, there's a bunch of free stuff. You can get free money. You can get free stocks, all kinds of free stuff. So definitely go down in there and check that stuff out. But anyway, if you want to read more about J&J, I'm going to put a link down in there and you can go read about it because I, I just don't feel like, one, learning about it to be able to provide you guys any insights. And two, I just, I don't care. <laughs> Let me just be honest. I just don't care that much. So there's that. But anyway, that is your earnings update for this week. Now moving on from there to some extras. One, Jeff Bezos went to space. He was up there for about 11 minutes. He came back from space and then we all clapped our hands and we're like, cool, you did the thing. What's next? Well, I don't really know. Do you want to go to space? You can pay upwards of $200,000 to go to space. Apparently, 7,600 people already are going to go to space or try to bid to go to space with Jeff Bezos. So that's a lot of people. As we talked about last week, space, uh, what's it called? Virgin Galactic already has, what is it, 600 people that have already read, uh, reserved to go to space. So if you want to go to space, those are your options. But yeah, it's pretty cool. It was actually pretty interesting to watch. I was actually talking with one of my coworkers as we were watching the launch, which was pretty cool. But yet, when I was watching it, I was like, to be honest, they don't really hold a candle to SpaceX. Like when you watch a SpaceX launch, man, that is something special. Like that is something very, very special. And from there, Robinhood, the brokerage app that everyone hates but still uses because it's so easy to use, will be going public very, very soon. And it's planning to raise a two billion, uh, it's planning to raise two billion dollars at 30 out of 35 billion dollar valuation. Despite all the regulatory issues that they've had and they continue to have, Robinhood has been one of the most used brokerage apps out there, which is which is a problem because Robinhood is used almost as much as a social media platform, which shows the issue with Robinhood. It's not about you investing and leaving it and forgetting it, just like we talk about of just investing and buying a diversified index fund. No, 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 no. People who use Robinhood as not people, not everybody, because I use Robinhood and I don't even use it that often. But most people who use Robinhood, they check it at least, what is it like three times a day? Like that's a lot. If you're checking that your brokerage account that much, that's, that's way too much. Um, but, like I said in the past, 
It's Robin Hood, man. They're going to do whatever they got to do to make you keep going back in there with their gamification of the entire platform. I really need to move away from Robin Hood because my, the way that I invest is not exactly conducive to Robin Hood stuff. So I kind of want to move my stuff out of Robin Hood and move everything into M1 Finance. I really love M1 Finance, but the thing takes so long to do this trans, to do all the transactions. I'm just like, ah. So I really want to stress it. It's not that much work. It's just like, ah, I don't, I don't want to deal with it. I'm just too lazy. Like that's the thing about Robinhood because I'm lazy. Robinhood makes it so easy, makes it so easy to use the platform. That's why most people like to use Robinhood. So I said this earlier in the thing, but I actually went to the movies. I think we talked about it last week as well. And I said, maybe I'll go to the movies. Well, I did go to the movies when my sister and my little brother, and they took me out and went to the movies. We saw Black Widow, which was pretty good, by the way. It had all the typical Marvel movie stuff. It had funny lines. It had awesome action scenes. It had really heartfelt moments. So it had everything. It hit you with all the emotions from feeling high, high to feeling low, low. So it hits you with all the emotions that you want to feel when you watch a movie and it was very 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 much very entertaining to watch it was definitely a good movie if you haven't seen it find some time and go see it and this weekend i'm probably gonna go see snake eyes with my sister because t mobile tuesday gave me five dollars off tickets so we definitely gonna go see snake eyes just to you know because why not i went from being someone who said just last week that i'm not gonna go to any movie theater that i don't need to go anywhere that i got streaming to all of a sudden in back-to-back weekends i'm going to the movies so i guess movie theaters aren't dead after all and i guess we as human beings are very much fickle about the things that we say hmm how interesting but anyway that's all i got for y'all in this episode i hope y'all learned one maybe two things out of this entire thing and if you did share this podcast with one person that you love one person that you hate and one person that you're just kind of like eh, about and by that time you just shared it with every single person that you know But I'm going to catch y'all up on the next one. Remember, generosity is always greater than greed. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And your boy is out of here. Peace.